Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as. Raheem Palmer, he does great work over at The Ringer. He is going to be joining me in studio in about 15 minutes as we're going to take a look at what we got in week four of the NFL season. Turn it forward to week five, get his thoughts on where there might be a little bit of value lying in things like the futures market, maybe a little bit on a game-to-game basis as well. So we're going to have a great time chatting with him in about 15 or so minutes. Here in this segment, we're going to be taking a look at what we've all seen in terms of movement in the NFL lines for this upcoming weekend. By the way, those that are looking for it as well, right around this time, probably next week, we're going to be starting up some college basketball previews as well because we are now officially 34 days away if you're out there on the East Coast, 35 days away if you're out here on the West Coast from the start of the college basketball season. So we got to get set for that, and I'm very much looking forward to what we're going to be getting on that front. I am currently working to give... Tidbits on all 363 D1 teams for our college basketball getting betting guide here at VEASAN. So trust me, we are hard at work taking a look at this. No days off. The College Basketball Podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, subscribe wherever you hear podcasts. 1,060 days without a day off. So we are working hard on that, but we're also working hard in terms of trying to under some value in the NFL as well. As For those of you guys that want to look at the Monday Night Football props, you know what? Not too bad. And both Guys to throw a pick, one hit, one miss, and then we had Wilson to go over his rushing yards for the San Francisco 49ers. That was able to get there as well. But in terms of getting there, 
Let's take a look at some line movement that we've been seeing really since we came on the show last night because something that I was talking about Dave Tooley is to grab these numbers early because quite a few of them are going to move and some of the moves they are going to be quite rapid and when it comes to a line that has already moved quite a bit, that'd be this Broncos versus Indianapolis Colts game. When I came on the show last night, you were seeing a lot of places offering a three on this game. This has moved to a three and a half. And I think myself and Matt Landis along with Brent Brown, who does great work over at Pro Football Focus, said it best in our number one. It's a spot where I really don't want to be betting on the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't feel good about laying three and a half with the Denver Broncos. This is probably going to be a pass for me. Anyone that partakes in the contest like Circuit Millions, Westgate Super Contest, list goes on and on. Typically, you have to put in all five of your plays if you want to take part in the contest, if you want to take the Thursday night game. I really don't see a lot of reason to fire in early to get this one in personally. If you feel otherwise, please do fire it in. And trust me, even though I might not see a lot of value, that doesn't mean that you don't. And that doesn't mean that you don't have a good read on this game. Everyone is a little bit different out of the handicap, but I just can't trust in the Denver Broncos right now with this coaching staff. Nathaniel Hackett is one of the worst coaches of all time. I can't call him the worst coach of all time because Urban Meyer last year was coaching, and, well, yeah. He literally kicked his kicker in the leg. That, that's just, I mean, one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in my life. So, well, at the very least, Nathaniel Hackett isn't Urban Meyer, but in terms of coaches that aren't complete and utter buffoons, he's one of the worst that we've ever seen. And for the Indianapolis Colts, I mentioned this in the previous hour, Jason Weingarten, Perhaps we're just overrating Matt Ryan, and we did so coming into the season. I'll raise my hand. I was guilty. I thought that Matt Ryan coming over to the Indianapolis Colts was exactly what they needed, that this was going to be the secret sauce. You've got Jonathan Taylor. You've got Michael Pittman, who he's been banged up this season as well. That could lead to some of these issues, along with a solid defense. And it's just been snake eyes for the Indianapolis Colts, as Matt Ryan has not looked too terrific. Jonathan Taylor has still been able to do a rock-solid job, though he's not where he was last season as well so it's just been a myriad of issues and I think something that Jason hit upon just the fact that you've got four quarterbacks in four years that could be saying it all and maybe it's just as simple as that having a lack of chemistry because I don't care what sport you're handicapping and I do not care just what level it is it could be anything from your son and daughter's like 12 year old peewee team all the way up to professional sports chemistry still matters and just look no further than at the Brooklyn Nets and just how things have not been able to come together because when it came to when they had James Harden at the time, along Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, the biggest reason why I feel like they weren't able to bust through is because they didn't have chemistry because all the guys weren't able to play out there on the court at the same time. And then when they finally came together, yeah, it looks solid, but it still left a little bit of something to be desired on the defensive side of things. I mean, you were able to take a look at just one of the greatest assemblance of talent. USA Basketball, when they won the gold medal last season, you may recall they were losing a bunch of exhibition games to someone like Nigeria, and they were having a tough time with that once they were able to get their bearings under them, once they were able to get some reps in, they were able to turn things around. Maybe it's just as simple as the Indianapolis Colts need a little bit more time to gel, or maybe they just need to be able to get a quarterback that's going to be able to start for them for more than one season as well, but Chemistry matters regardless of what sport you're taking a look at. And I always think that that's very important. Something that I certainly take a look at in terms of college football. Maybe I should be taking a look at a little bit more of it when it comes to the NFL as well. But that is something that we are going to dive into right now. When it comes to other games that are currently on the board, this is one that 
I think it's going to be very intriguing as well as we've seen a move that is not on a critical number, but we have certainly seen a little bit of a shift here as the Philadelphia Eagles, they are a road favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. You were seeing this a little bit earlier. It was hovering more around a four on the open. We were seeing more money, more money come in prior to Sunday night football. And now this has settled in and between about a five to a five and a half. This was one that was relatively there on Sunday and, Hard for me to say that this is the incorrect move. The Philadelphia Eagles, they really had their first, shall we say, little bit of a rough patch in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars to get out to a nice lead. You had all the motivation in the world on their side with Mr. Peterson returning to the city of brotherly love. No, not myself, Peterson. He spells it with a D. I spell mine with a T. So you've got the difference there. But the Eagles were able to overcome that. Jalen Hurts, not necessarily the world's greatest passing game, but Jalen Hurts has been highly impressive this season. This is a rock-solid defense as well. I see no qualms with that. If anything, I'd be looking to lay it with the Philadelphia Eagles. So still have a little bit of trepidation because I know how Kyler Murray can break out in games as well. So that's one that I'm going to be evaluating a little bit more. And this has really been one of the biggest movers as well because the Dallas Cowboys, on the very early look at numbers, you are finding them as a seven-point underdog against the LA Rams. Now, this is one that moved a little bit more towards like Sunday evening after the Cowboys were able to get the job done against the Washington Commanders. They went from more of a seven-point underdog down to more like a six to a six-half. Now this has settled into more around a five to a four-and-a-half even in some spots, and I think that this is absolutely the correct move. If you were able to get six points with the Dallas Cowboys, I saw it even here at a five to a four and a half, something in that neighborhood. I'm still seeing a few stray five and a halfs out there as well. I still think that there's value on the Dallas Cowboys because with the Cow with the Cowboys, I feel like they're a little bit of a poor man's San Francisco 49ers. You don't need a quarterback that is going to just be that guy that is going to be able to put up five touchdowns in a two minute situation down by a touchdown. You absolutely need them to have a touchdown or anything like that because Jimmy G is not the guy that you necessarily trust in to engineer that two-minute drive or anything like that. But when you give him a little bit of a lead, you know that he's going to be able to protect it. And Cooper Rush has been able to do that. And and if you want to go a step further with Cooper Rush, maybe he is a little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo because if you take a look at the advanced passing numbers, he ranks in the top five in a lot of them since he took over behind the center. Now, the one thing with the Dallas Cowboys is that now this is where the rubber really meets the road because first few games, were relatively easy. They get did get the Cincinnati Bengals in his first start, but that was also a home game. They play against a New York Giants team that you're able to say what you will about them being three and one. But I mean, I don't think that the Giants are worthy about being of uh, worthy of being a three and one team. Now I will say I like them getting eight points against the Green Bay Packers right now. The Packers offense has not been terrific. Defense has been really good for the Green Bay Packers, but the offense not necessarily so terrific on that front. I do think that the Giants getting north of a touchdown across the pond out there in England is actually a very good read. If we've got time, I'll hit on that game in a few minutes. But that said, against the LA Rams, the Dallas Cowboys totally get the line move. Now, the one thing with the Dallas Cowboys is you want to see Zeke Elliott be able to bust out just a little bit more. He's been a bit of a disappointment this season. As he's just been stuck in the mud. And I would say that Tony Pollard is just right now the better running back with the Dallas Cowboys. He was very limited in the amount of touches that he got against Washington Commanders. Now, didn't really nip them in the butt. He got eight carries for six yards, so he himself was relatively stuck and unable to get a whole lot going, but something to note, but with the Dallas Cowboys, I 
their defense on the pass might be one of the most just dominant cores that you're able to find in all of football right now. And that's saying something considering what the Bills have in terms of their offense. And you just take a look at all these guys that are able to rush, rush a passer. Demarcus Lawrence has been very solid. I mean, Mark, Micah Parsons, what more can we say about him at this point? These guys have been dominant. They've racked up 15 sacks over the first four weeks. They've been able to do a good job of being able to get some picks. I mean, look, look no further than Travion Diggs and what he was able to do last season. So this is a team that they clearly are able to ball hawk sometimes. They could be a little bit of an all-or-nothing defense because you do have guys like Diggs that are trying to go for those picks. But still, man, this has been a really impressive team. And then when it gets to that game between the Packers and the Giants, all the seven assets I was seeing have turned to eights, and I would think that this would go the other way just because I recognize the brand name that you've got with Aaron Rodgers, but for the Giants, 3-1 once again. It's a little bit of fool's gold, and we shall see how the Cowboys are going to be maneuvering this week at the quarterback spot. There are some question marks in regards to Danny Dimes, but even without Mr. Daniel Jones in the fold, I've never been bullish on him, like, at all. And the strange wildcat that the Giants ran, they aren't going to be able to do that for four quarters, obviously. But it's something that they could utilize quite a bit more. Saquon Barkley is right now leading the league in rushing. So I do think we got relatively solid value with the Giants and most likely an under in that spot as well. And something else that always provides a lot of value are conversations with Reem Palmer. He does amazing work over at The Ringer, and he is going to be joining me in studio next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Snack time meets game time with a free delay snacks and snaps series. Join six free fantasy football contests and draft your best lineups to fight for a share of $120,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay now to get in on the action. Frito-Lay, food for the fun of it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Raheem Palmer in studio. He does terrific work over at the Ringer. And on top of everything that he does at the Ringer, I know that he does a great job of being able to follow the fight scene as well. And Raheem, it's always a pleasure to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. It's always an honor. You know, I'm just happy to be in the city right now in Vegas, really enjoying you know, my time out here in the desert, getting some good bets in, eating some good food. Life is good. Yes, absolutely. And a 24-7 city as well. A lot of folks out there, I know that they can relate when things are closed by 10 p.m. That can be a little bit of a bummer. And that's part of the reason why I love living out here in Las Vegas, even though I myself am a little bit of a Wisconsin transplant. And let's touch upon, well, the city that you typically live in, and that would be Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And I know you took quite a bit of a position on them in the futures market coming into the season. Right now, the Eagles are the only undefeated team. What have you made just out of both them and the NFC East as a whole? Because I take a look at the Eagles, and I've been highly impressed by them. But at the same time, it looked like the Cowboys were completely dead when Dak Prescott went down. And, well, the Eagles, they still have quite a bit of competition in the division. Oh, yeah, I mean, we look at this Eagles team. I mean, they are for real. I mean, obviously, the defensive line is a problem. And Jalen Hurts has really surprised me because I felt like that would be the thing that would hold this team back. And, I mean, he seems to be able to make the plays, obviously. And um, Sirianni, I mean, look, coming from Philadelphia, I've seen him get criticized. And, you know, he's held his own as a head coach. So I'm impressed with Philadelphia. I think they're probably one of the best teams in the NFL. But when you look at their, when you look at their schedule, 
they've they really haven't beaten anybody. They haven't been tested yet. Um, when you look at the rest of the NFC East, I'm gonna be honest with you, the Dallas Cowboys have really surprised me. Now I'm a Cowboys fan from Philly. I took their under ten and a half wins. I thought that was dead when Tyron Smith got hurt. I thought that was dead when Dak got hurt. But this defense is one of the best defenses in the league. Obviously, Michael Parson is dominant. And look, you look at the rest of the teams. The Commanders might be the worst team in the league right now. They can't block anybody. And then when you look at the Giants, I actually took a a flyer on the Giants to win the NFC East at 10-1. to And I also, I took them to make the playoffs at plus 225. So, look, they're in a rough position. Daniel Jones got hurt. I just, I, I like to start. Yep. I think that it's really interesting to take a look at that Giants team as well, because I do think that their three and one is a little bit of a fool's gold three and one, but even getting north of a touchdown right now against the Green Bay Packers, given the quarterback uncertainty, what we're noticing in the NFL right now is that, well, when you got a really, really bad quarterback that can really cost you, but in terms of quarterback play right now, other than Patrick Mahomes, it feels like a lot of these top quarterbacks are not necessarily leading their team necessarily to victories. And all you need is a really good defense and someone that's able to manage a game like we were talking about a little bit earlier with someone like a Jimmy G. And I would even throw someone like a Cooper Rush who has actually been really efficient into that fold as well. Build a good defense, have a competent quarterback. Right now, I think that that's a good formula to win in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely is. And I look, even, I mean, you look at the game the other day between the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. I mean, I felt the, the Patriots, they lose their starting quarter, cornerback. Um, and then obviously you use your backup quarterback, but their defense kept them in the game. And I think when you, the one thing you're seeing right now is with scoring at uh, like an all time low from what we've seen the last couple of years, defense is winning a lot of these games. So if you have a solid defense, as long as you don't, you know, you're not committing turnovers and whatnot, you have a chance to win. Yep, and I do think that it's going to be very fascinating to see if Daniel Jones cannot play what the Giants are going to be able to drum up because Tyrod Taylor also left with a concussion, and as we know, concussions top of mind in terms of the NFL because we saw that with Tua and now the Miami Dolphins, a team that they've gotten off to a nice start. When Tua was out there on the field, I was feeling very good about them, but in terms of the Dolphins, you got to figure that Tua is going to be on the sidelines for at the very minimum the first few games here down the stretch because, well, There is a lot of anger from the NFL Players Association and just folks that watch these games in general, and I think rightfully so if you take a look at just what happened the last few weeks. But in terms of Miami Dolphins, I feel like they're one of the most intriguing teams in the NFL, and though it's a step down having Teddy Bridgewater, he's still a very capable quarterback that I think a lot of people forget. Each of the last two seasons, he threw for over 3,000 yards. Yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater is like he's the quintessential backup quarterback. I mean, you look at a guy who's twenty-four and six, like all time. I call him Teddy Covers, you know, because yeah. this guy comes in and covers, and like I think he's in a good position. Now, look, he almost won that Ravens, um, that that Bengals game last week. I mean, obviously he had the miscommunication which led to the interception, but they were in that game. And look, I think they're playing a Jets team with Zach Wilson. To me, Zach Wilson is probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I still don't trust them. There's a reason why you saw that line go from three to three and a half today. And I I agree with the line move personally. Yep. And when it comes down to it as well with the Miami Dolphins, I'm still actually seeing a lot of threes right now. And well, I think that if you're able to get a three, that's very good value in my opinion. And when it comes to just Zach Wilson in general, I recognize that the Jets were able to get the job done on Sunday. But I think that that just spoke more to the Steelers not being who they who they have been in past years. Now, the team is still giving a lot of fight, but this might be one of the least talented teams I've seen in quite a while for Pittsburgh. And 
I think that this is a Steelers bunch that they're going to be able to eke out a few wins. But in terms of just talent and talent alone, they're a bottom five team for me. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And Mike Tomlin, he he normally can get his team to, to 500, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. I mean, they, they, they threw out there with Trubisky. Trubisky isn't the answer. He hasn't been the answer. I know a few guys were betting Mitchell Trubisky to win MVP um, yeah. in one of his final seasons with the Bears. But, look, he's just not the guy. And then they threw in Kenny Pickett. He made a ton of mistakes. So, I think Tom is going to struggle to get this team there. And then obviously TJ Watt is still hurt. So this is just a down year for the Steelers. There's always one of those guys every single year that gets a lot of attention when it comes to the futures market. I mean, this year it turned out to be with the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance. And well, that's a unfortunate way for your ticket to be settled. You want to see guys be able to do it out there on the field, but it feels like you're in and you're out. We get a little bit of buzz and sometimes these guys come up snake eyes, but Speaking of coming up state, guys, for me, I was very high on the New Orleans Saints coming into the year. They have not been able to live up to the billing. They had the double doink out across the pond last week, but still, I'm not bullish on them. And now they have to come off of coming back from London. They don't get a buy, and they play against a Seattle Seahawks team that one of the most pleasant surprises this year has been Geno Smith. The difference between Geno Smith and Russell Wilson has been significantly less than I think anyone ever thought it was going to be in. But the Seattle Seahawks catching between five and five and a half points. I think that this is a good spot, especially given the travel that the Saints had to overcome. I think this is a really tough matchup because typically a lot of times when you have these teams who play these London games in the past, they typically have their bye week after that. This year is different. For whatever reason, the Saints and the Minnesota Vikings, they're not taking their bye week. So we haven't seen that before. So this is an interesting scenario. I don't know how that's going to play out. But when I'm looking at the matchup between the Saints and the Seahawks, to me, the Seahawks, they've been kind of getting by on smoke and mirrors. Look, yeah. when you look at Geno Smith, right, he, he had his big game against the Lions, who give up points against everybody. He had a solid game against the Broncos, who were like it was a real emotional spot. But their one game against a real team, the 49ers, they didn't score offensive touchdown. So even though the Saints have been a little rough, I think I would be looking back to Saints here. I think that it is going to be interesting to look at that because with the Saints, offense has been brutal, no question about it, but the defense has been very good to your point as well. And I wanted to throw this in here because someone tweeted at me, and I will give credit where credit is due. Scott Pearson Everly actually tweeted at me that with the Vikings, they had the option to be able to take the bye after coming back from London, but they have to have their bye a little bit later on during the season. So I actually do appreciate that note because myself and David Baker were talking about that as well because I did find that to be very strange, but I do think that that's one of the most intriguing things that we're finding on the card. And for me, like I said, the Saints, one of my biggest disappointments this season. In terms of what you've been seeing, Raheem, who's been a team that has just not lived up to the billing that you had for them coming into the season? Um, I agree with you on the Saints. I'm going to be honest with you. I, the, the, the Saints were very disappointed. I mean, obviously, I took their over on the win total. I took them to make the playoffs. I actually took them as, as a flyer to win the NFC South because – I wasn't that much of a believer in the Buccaneers. And I know a lot of people weren't fading Tom Brady, but to me, they they come in with offensive line trouble. They come in with issues um, as far as their wide receivers banged up and whatnot. So I thought the Saints would be able to make the leap, and they just haven't. Yep, I am right there with you in terms of the Buccaneers. And I mean, what the Buccaneers, they haven't necessarily been too great. But with that said, it's been a team that has been all sorts of banged up as well. So we shall see when they get more of their pieces back how they're going to be able to perform as well. And when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens as well, I do think that they're of intrigue. They're going to be going up against the Cincinnati Bengals as right around a three-point favorite. I know that you're, you've are you been 
relatively high on the Baltimore Oreo or the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. I always do that. You you mix up. You, so you're a big baseball. baseball guy, so I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. And hey, your Philadelphia Phillies, they were able to do a nice job as well as they make the postseason as well. So we're going to need to touch upon that on the other side. But I do think that taking a look at this Ravens team, I know that one that you've been relatively high on, one that I have been high on as well, is going to be of intrigue as they're going to be playing against the Cincinnati Bengals in a line that we're currently seeing right around three. I know that there's a lot of cases to be made for both teams. So we're going to be discussing that with Reem Palmer next right here on VEASAN Esports Day Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey experts are hard at work getting ready for all the action. The VSN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available right now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis with our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for. Teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things that every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have because you get key, key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those a little bit newer to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. Being rejoined by Raheem Palmer does great work at the ringer. He has joined me in studio. And we mentioned this game before the break, the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And right now we've got the Ravens as a three-point favorite. And for the Ravens, I've been a little bit disappointed by the defense thus far. The offense have left something to be desired in the second half. But Lamar Jackson has been amazing for the team. I don't know where you stand, but I just still don't know if I can warm up to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this game just because... Joe Burrow has been very turnover prone and it feels like has hurt his team a little bit with his offensive line not being able to hold up. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I think, you know, a lot of the sharp money came through and took the three and a half. And I think now we're down to three. And I think that's probably like a fair number. Um, it's, it's tough. I mean, look, you never really want to fade hardball at home. And, you know, they did disappoint some betters. If you if you hopped in late on the, on the Ravens and, and got a three, you push in a game where they were up 20 to three. And look, you look at the two losses that they've had this season. It, it came from, you know, the offense struggling in the second half and not being able to sustain itself. So this is a this is a different Ravens team that we are used to seeing. In the past, the Ravens were able to run the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball with any consistency. So this is a tough one. I think if I lean anyway, I would, I would lean with Cincinnati just because I, I do think they can keep up offensively. And I do think that, this this Raven secondary isn't really great. So, and when it comes to the AFC in general, I'm having a tough time making out who the top teams are outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like we were all hyping up this AFC West. We were all trying to make a case that the Kansas City Chiefs were not the top team. Well, I think that it all comes back to the Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, they once again just look like by far the top team. And I think that it's really just looking for who's number two in that entire conference because the Chiefs they just once again are looking like the same old Chiefs and I don't understand why people including myself to a little bit of an extent we're doubting them well I'm gonna be honest with you I think my model actually has Buffalo power rated as the oh yeah best. Buffalo as well they, they have them power rated as the best team in the league but when you look at everybody else I mean look the Chargers to me look they've dealt with some injuries 
But if you watch their game against Kansas City, they look like the better team to me. And then obviously they had that interception with complete, which completely swung the game. But they've dealt with injuries over the last couple of weeks. And I think the, the market isn't respecting the Chargers. I mean, you had a lot of sharp money on the Texans last week coming off of a game in which the Chargers were banged up and got dominated by the Jaguars. And then look at this week. I mean, look, this line is at two and a half, three now against the Cleveland Browns. I think the Chargers have some value this week. I, I just, I, I'm not seeing why the Chargers are being undervalued the way they are, despite the fact that they've had some injuries. And with the Chargers, I feel like in terms of talent and talent alone on paper, when they are fully healthy, so obviously I've thrown there a lot of disclaimers, they're a top five team in the NFL, but I do feel like there are quite a few questions that I do feel like there needs to be a coming of age with a lot of these players because you've got the defense as currently in its prime. You've tried for Cleo Max, so that tells you that they're all in, but I do fear that the injury to Bosa is really going to be hurting them as well because I think that that is a big factor along with the ailments that we're seeing on the offensive line. Oh, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, you lose a guy like Bosa, it's, it's huge. But, I mean, they, they came into the injury, came into the season with so many injuries, even to their secondary. But I, I just think when you have a guy like Justin Herbert, I mean, Justin Herbert, to me, is, I mean, top five quarterback already. Um, and we're, we're seeing it. He's had to overcome so much on his team. And I think eventually as this season goes on, I think you're going to see that the Chargers are one of the top teams in the AFC, along with the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I think if you're looking outside of that, I mean, look, the Dolphins, look, they look they look pretty good. I just, I think, you know, Tua has his limitations, obviously. Yep, and with Tua, who knows when we're going to be seeing him back out there on the field because I know that the NFLPA, and rightfully so, they're making a lot of qualms as to what has all happened in terms of is concussion protocol, and well, we're seeing all the jokes on social media. I don't think that's necessarily a joking situation personally, but and it's certainly not too terrific to see. But when it comes to teams that we're looking to back and teams that we're looking to fade, I take a look at this Detroit versus New England line, and with the Patriots being a three-point favorite, I do think that it's a little bit befuddling. Now, the status of Mac Jones, it looks like it's a little bit more rosy for this week than it was last week. We saw Bailey Zappi have a good effort against the Green Bay Packers, which I thought was a little bit surprising, but I really like what I've seen out of the Detroit Lions, and giving them a full three, I think, might be a little bit of disrespect to them at this point. I got to disagree with you there. I, like, I love you, but I just think when you look at the Detroit Lions team, I just think they're one of the worst defenses in the league. And, look, they made Geno Smith look like Joe Montana last week. He, he just walked the ball up the field, and I just think – like, for whatever reason, betters are just back in this Detroit Lions team. And, look, I, I just, to me, look, you saw the way, the I mean, they dominated the Minnesota Vikings in that first half, but you saw the way the Minnesota Vikings were able to throw their way back into the game. Like, the Eagles blew them out. I just think this is a team who, like, because they were on hard knocks and because they, because they covered so many games last year, I think they're being overvalued by the market. So I understand why I think a lot of sharp money came in on New England, who has the better defense, probably the better coach, obviously. Bill Belichick is a Hall of Fame coach, won seven Super Bowls. I, I just I, I can't back Detroit, I'm going to be honest with you. And when it comes to the Detroit Lions, to your point, they have the most combined points scored and allowed through four games that We've seen in NFL history, which I think is so interesting because we've been seeing the unders come through. 60.3% of games in the NFL have went under the total, and yet you've got the Detroit Lions who have completely bucked that trend because they are both scoring and they're giving it up, which I honestly do think is interesting to take a look at because with a lot of these totals, we've seen them crater quite a bit. They seem to be a little bit higher this week, but I think that that's just based on the matchups like with the Eagles versus the Cardinals game that's currently sitting at right around a 49 and a half. 
The Falcons have the Buccaneers game that's sitting in the neighborhood about a 48 as well when it comes to what we're going to be getting in terms of the game that I alluded to a little bit earlier in terms of Lions and Patriots. That's up to a 46 half and for a Patriots game that's relatively high and I do think that taking a look at totals is going to be fascinating as well because we saw more of a 50-50 split this week in terms of overs and unders. It was just an underfest first three weeks of the season and I do think that bookmakers are starting to find their bearings and I think that's going to be interesting to see if we do see a little bit of a bounce back in terms of the overs a little bit further to where they have a couple profitable weeks because the overs just have not been hitting thus far this season. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at the way the NFL is going with teams not playing in the preseason, like these first couple of weeks are basically the preseason for a lot of these teams. Um, and then I, I think when you look at certain other aspects, obviously we had some weather suppressed totals. Like, you know, you look at this Baltimore Ravens and, and Buffalo Bills game on Sunday. You had a lot of rain. Like, I, I think if, 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 it's, if it's not for the rain and all the wind and everything like that, I think that total goes well over. So, um, I think, you, I mean, obviously, odds makers always adjust, the market adjusts. So, eventually, you're going to see more overs. I do think so as well. I do think that they are starting to come. And I think that perhaps what we saw in week four is a little bit of just a sign of that. And then when it just comes to the week five slate in general, is there anything that you've really started that maybe we haven't touched upon that you're really looking to bet? Or maybe you already fired in on an opener. Well, I, I mean, I told you I like that Miami game. I think that that's, that's a good yeah. pick. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a teaser. Um, I'm, I'm a little like, uh, I'm a little frustrated because of the Browns. Um, last week, they kind of blew that game against the Falcons, but this Falcons defense really isn't good. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be able to push them around. So they should be able to cover that teaser leg. Also, I'm, I'm looking at the Chargers. I'm going to be honest with you. I just think the Cleveland Browns, they leave a lot. They're very disappointing defensively. I don't know if Miles Garrett is coming back, but Davion Clowney should be out. And I, I just don't think they're going to be able to hang point for point with this Chargers team. I also think that's an over. So I'm, I'm looking at those. I kind of recommended on the Ringer Gambling Podcast earlier because we like the 49ers. I actually re- recommended that you, know, you, you go take some 49ers before the game. I think the look ahead line was five. Um, I'm probably, seeing a lot of five and a half right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I just think this Carolina Panthers team is done. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Matt Rule and, and Baker Mayfield, they're just – look, Baker Mayfield is struggling in a clean pocket. So if he has to deal with the 49ers who give up – who just have a ton of pressure, I think they're in a bad spot. So, like, when the team totals pop, I'm going to be looking to take their team total under. I, I just think I, I just think the, the Carolina Panthers are done. The one interesting line that I'm actually really interested in – is the ten, is the Tennessee Titans versus the Washington Commanders. Oh, yes. Because with the Washington Commanders, I just can't bring myself to bet on Carson Wentz at this point. Every single time I watch that guy, it's just like, oh, boy. And for the Tennessee Titans, you can tell that they've taken a step back. I would personally take the Titans right now. I'm not sure if he would or would not, but I just can't bet on the Commanders right now. You know, the Commanders, they're really struggling on the offensive line, but I think they're supposed to get their running back this week. There's a part of me that thinks that's a good teaser league, the, the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And I also, I want to see how hard, how far this line goes because I might have an appetite for this. Right now, the Titans are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but always a favorite of this show. That would be you, Raheem. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It was always an honor. Always love having Raheem in studio. And coming up next, I give you my DK Nation pick for the MLB slate on Tuesday here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. A new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but the fall sports scene that is heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. 
Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers because new bettors, they're going to receive $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to VEASAN or go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. This is a final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And coming up 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, going to be Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly. They're going to do a great job of summing up everything that we saw on Monday Night Football and then turn it forward as well. Unfortunately, when it comes to the slate for Tuesday, we still don't have any Tuesday action. And I don't think the Tuesday action is really going to be getting going until like very late October, early November. As I know that they actually aren't actually playing a lot of games on Tuesday. They're actually playing a lot of games on Monday when it comes to late except when it comes to late October, early November. So that is something that you want to watch out for. But with that said, we've got a lot of baseball action on this Tuesday. I would say if you're looking to bet on baseball on Tuesday, probably want to be checking out some of these lineups a little bit more in advance or checking out these lineups before you fire in because taking a look at a lot of these games in advance, we are seeing a lot of moving and shaking. As a matter of fact, we've got 18 games for this MLB Tuesday. We have already seen two pitching changes because you were supposed to have Marco Gonzalez in game one for the Seattle Mariners. It's now going to be Chris Flexen in game one, and then you get a bullpen game in game two. And then for the Rangers, they were supposed to pitch John Gray against Garrett Cole in game two. Now John Gray is going to be going in game one, and we still have mystery pitcher going for the other Texas Rangers starter in that doubleheader. And those can be quite a bit of a nightmare. So fortunately, the MLB postseason, that is starting on Friday, and there's going to be much less mystery when it comes to starting pitchers and who's all going to be available in the bullpen. So rest assured, we do have that. But we know that this guy is going to be going for the Arizona Diamondbacks on Tuesday, and that is going to be the basis of what I'm doing my DK Nation write-up on. How about if we go 909-910 on the betting board? We've got the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are on the road. They're facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers as Zach Gallon, who has been amazing for the Diamondbacks here down the stretch, is going to be going for them. And Eric Lauer is going to be on the bump for the Milwaukee Brewers. And when it comes to Brewers, you're finding them between even money and minus 105, between minus 110 to a minus 115 is your number on Arizona. And the total on this game is seven. I am all about backing Zach Allen in this circumstance. He's made 13 starts since the All-Star break with a buck 27 ERA. He had a streak of 40 consecutive scoreless innings post-All-Star break. He has been incredible for this team. The Diamondbacks are 9-4 in his starts. He has allowed two home runs in 85 and a third innings. Since the All-Star break, and Eric Lauer, he's allowed 25 home runs this season. He has been far from terrific, and for Eric Lauer, you just can't trust in him right now because, for one, how are the Brewers going to come out after they got eliminated from the postseason? They were able to come back, and they were able to get the job done against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Monday, and in very, very lucky fashion. They were down to their final out, down by two runs, and then you had a booted ball that allowed the Arizona Diamond that allowed the Milwaukee Brewers to get a pair of runs. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks six of five in eleven innings. But part of that as well is that now the Milwaukee Brewers had to dive even deeper into that bullpen. A bullpen that has now been used for four plus innings in each out of the last three games. And for Eric Lauer, his last three starts, he has went fewer than eleven innings in total in them. I believe that he's went approximately ten and a third innings and. In this time span, he has allowed nine runs, all of which were earned. So, big-time issues for him. He's allowing about 1.6 home runs per nine innings. So, I will say this about Eric Lauer. Has been better when he has been at home rather than on the road. On the road, it's been a little bit of a train wreck for him. He's got north of a 4.5 ERA. Meanwhile, at home, a little bit more of a respectable 2.78 number. As a matter of fact, it's more like two runs 
difference between home and road for him. But he is going up against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that they generate all their power on the road. It's been very intriguing to take a look at them because they get right around 0.85 home runs per game when they are at home. On the road, this has expanded to right around 1.3. Dalton Varsho, Christian Walker, a combined 63 home runs this season. Both of these guys, along with Ketel Marte, throwing there Alec Thomas as well, hitting between about a 235 to 245 and for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Throughout the season, what has been really ailing them has been just their lack of batting average in general. They entered into the All-Star break in the bottom five in terms of batting average. Since the All-Star break, they rank right around 14th in terms of batting average. They're hitting 12 points higher than the Milwaukee Brewers. Since the All-Star break in terms of average, as the Brewers have actually ranked 22nd in this time span. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, guys like Stone Garrett, Jake McCarthy hitting above a 280 have been solved for the team. Corbin Carroll's now hitting about a 265. Josh Roas is back in the fold. So even though you have guys like a Geraldo Perdomo in the fold, you still have quite a few guys that they're doing a significantly better job for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Now, one trepidation that you've got with the Arizona Diamondbacks, this is not a good bullpen ever since the All-Star break. They rank in the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA. Someone like Reyes Monanta has been halfway decent, and Joe Mantiply has been able to supply a sub-3 ERA. But for Mantiply, he did get used up on Monday, so that is a little bit of an issue. So now you're going to be looking to, shall we say, less than trustworthy options, but you want to know what's been really untrustworthy? The Brewers with a lead late in games ever since they traded Josh Hader at the deadline on August 1st. And I can't even believe that this is actually happening, but this is not a made-up set or anything like that. Since August 1st, the Milwaukee Brewers have blown 15 saves. 15! I'm still in disbelief as to how that happens, but the Brewers somehow, some way have been able to do it. I mean, I'm sure that they have blown more saves than they've actually converted saves in this time span. It is absolutely incredible how this team has went straight down the toilet bowl. This team has not been the same since that trade deadline. They pretty much traded away their all-star closer. Now, he was struggling a little bit at the time, but still, it pretty much told the team that was leading the division, hey, we've got absolutely no faith in you whatsoever, and from there, things really unravel for this Brewers team. Now, I will say for the Milwaukee Brewers, they do a good job of going yard themselves. They rank in the top six in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-at-bat basis. Roddy Tillas, Willie Adamas, throwing their Hunter Renfro, all at least 28 home runs this season. But they really needed that guy that's able to move the line, that leadoff hitter at the trade deadline. And boy, did they not get it. Mike Prosso has been able to about a 270 for this team. Garrett Mitchell, whenever he's been out there, has been able to do a solid job, but he's got fewer than 100 at-bats, so it's been a small sample size for him. Christian Hira, Christian Yelich, Renfro, I mentioned, they're aiming out at 250 to 255, but still, this team ranks in the bottom nine in the big leagues in terms of batting average. Ever since the All-Star break, things are not going well there. Zach Gallon, things are going amazing for him. I think that he's going to continue the misery of the Milwaukee Brewers. I like the Arizona Diamondbacks on the money line, and because the Brewers have been shall we say, dysfunctional in terms of their bullpen, and we're going to call it what it is, the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. Also, has not been good, coupled with both of these teams having a lot of power. I do like this 7 over. Wouldn't want it north of a 7, but here at a 7, I'm willing to take it over. But what I'm going to be doing my DK Nation write-up on is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks on the money line. So that is what we're looking at there. And then when it comes to the rest of the baseball betting card, it is a little bit more murky, as you're going to be seeing a lot of moving pieces with all these double headers. A lot of teams are trying to plot out who they're wanting to give opportunities to, but this is one that is a relative pick'em game and one that I do think lends some value. 923-924 on the betting board. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're going to be on the road facing off against the Boston Red Sox. Nathan Avaldi is going to be going for Boston, and Jeffrey Springs is on the bump for the Rays, and the Rays, they're between minus 110 to minus 115 favorites. 
between about minus 105 to plus 105. The number on Boston with a total of 7.5. And when it comes to Jeffrey Springs, he has been amazing for this race team. Now, do note that he has been pulled out of a few starts a little bit early because you can tell that the race, they are trying to limit his innings going into the wild card series because when it comes to Jeffrey Springs, he just throughout his entire career has been a reliever. He got upgraded to becoming a starter this season, and he's been able to do an amazing job. He's posting up a 245 ERA, 9.5 strikeouts for 9 innings. The ERA goes up to more around about a 2.8 to a 2.85 when he is on the road, and I will say for Springs, in his last 10 starts, he has allowed more than three runs in one of them, and that, ironically enough, was when he was on the road against Boston Red Sox, but this is a Red Sox team that has packed it in. We're going to call it what it is. Rafael Devers has done a nice job of going yard for this team. 27 home runs. He's really the only guy on this team that is north of 17 home runs this season. That has not been a good situation. Alex Verdugo, J.D. Martinez are about a 272-280 this season, but Martinez post all-star break, hitting below 240 for the race. They only have two guys from north of 12 home runs. That would be Isaac Paredes along with Randy Orozarena, but Orozarena is hitting about a 265. Harold Ramirez moves the line, hitting about a 304. Nathan Avaldi has got north of a 6 ERA at home. It has been a very bad situation for him. I do think that Avaldi is going to be able to get his feet wet a little bit more, and he's going to be able to lend an okay start. But even if he does, it's a Red Sox bullpen that right now they are dead last in the big league since the All-Star break in terms of bullpen ERA. You got five different guys with north of a five ERA. No trusting in them. I'm going to be taking a look at the Tampa Bay Rays, which will lay up to a minus 135. And we're going to be taking a look at this total over. Bad chemistry there with the Red Sox. And that is the basis of this pro tip for our number three. You're able to get all of them by becoming a Visa Pro subscriber. Visa.com slash subscribe for that. Always gauge chemistry when it takes a, when it comes to taking a look at team. And this is going to be holding true very much for college basketball, but holds true for football as well. Be willing to fade teams a little bit more towards the beginning part of the season. That has a lack of chemistry. And be very mindful of teams being able to progress and upgrade them come the back half of the season with new personnel. And something that is tried and true. Follow the money that comes your way 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Get ready for betting hockey this season with VEASAN's new NHL betting guide. With in-depth previews of every team, Stanley Cup playoff predictions, point projections, best bets for award markets, and much more, it is a must-have for every NHL better. Head to free NHL better. Head to free NHL better. Head to free NHL Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper. Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.